Welcome to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast, sponsored by Century 21. On this episode, Fred Moreno, Chief Deputy Legal Counsel at the North Carolina Real Estate Commission, will discuss the topic of agency representation and dual agency. And Director of Local Government Affairs Nicole Arnold talks to Realtor Mark Saunders about how tips from the book The Thank You Economy has helped him improve his relationships with his clients. But first, NC Realtors News. Each month, Mobile Mondays brings you live engaging content delivered by real estate experts. On Monday, December 2nd, NC Realtor Christina Grosu will join us for part two of her session learning the ins and outs of real estate technology. Learn tips and tricks to step up your Instagram game in 2020. Join the conversation with Mobile Mondays, only on Facebook. Every January, NC Realtors kicks off the year with Vision Quest and Winter Leadership Meetings. This year's event will be held January 13th through 17th at the Omni Charlotte Hotel. Visit ncrealtors.org to register. Fred Moreno and I am Chief Deputy Legal Counsel here at the North Carolina Real Estate Commission in Raleigh. Today I will talk about a little bit about agency. Uh, so I do want to let you know first that a little bit of background on myself. I used to be a uh, prosecutor for Durham County, an assistant district attorney, so I did criminal prosecutions before I came over to the Real Estate Commission. Uh, a lot of my job is handling complaints and cases, uh, bringing cases before the commission against brokers, negotiation, negotiating settlements and things like that. Uh, but I also go down to the legislature and uh, speak with members of the General Assembly regarding bills for occupational licensing and real estate. So today I would like to talk a little bit about agency. If you all don't have this book, it is called North Carolina Real Estate License Law and Commission Rules. I would highly recommend it. Uh, We sell it. You can get it on our website. Uh, Every year we update it with new rules, new laws that have been passed. Uh, But this is sort of our Bible. We look at this for any violations. It has a good explanation. And in the back, there's also comments that the commission has made. So it may interpret some of those rules if you have questions. So the first thing we'll talk about is that working with real estate agents brochure. Uh, I'm sure you all are familiar with this. You've heard of it in pre-licensing and post-licensing, but still we have brokers that don't hand this out or go over it. Under our rules, you're supposed to give this to a prospective client at first substantial contact. Uh, And when you do, you are not just to give it to them and have them sign it. You are to provide and review You need to go over this with them so you can explain to them exactly what your role is uh, if you're representing the seller or the buyer in the transaction. And you need to talk about agency. You need to let them know who you represent and also if you would like to be a dual agent, what that looks like. When we talk about dual agency, um, it's sort of a foreign thing for us attorneys because if I went to a courtroom 
and went to the judge and said, hey, your honor, I represent the plaintiff and I represent the defendant. Uh, he would look at me and tell me to get out of the courtroom. Um, real estate, for whatever reason, we've had this, it's been allowed. It's not allowed in every state, but it is allowed in North Carolina. But we always ask you to please, please, please tread carefully with this uh, because it is, it is a very thin line. With dual agency, you need to have written authority by both the buyer and the seller that you are allowed to represent them. Uh, sometimes you may sign an excuse, an exclusive listing agreement that the seller does not want you to do dual agency, but then you find a buyer who wants you to represent them in that transaction. What you would need to do is go back to the seller, have that discussion. If they allow you to do dual agency, you need to re-execute or amend that original listing agreement so they are sure they have written consent allowing you to act as a dual agent in that transaction. But even if you act as a dual agent in the transaction, there are certain things you cannot um, provide to the other side. Uh, you can't give them, uh, and it's under our rules, I believe it's rule 104, specifically about sort of how low or how high their price range can go, those kinds of things, some of that confidential information. And also, you do need to first think about if you can be a dual agent, uh, because there is a prohibition. Uh, one of the prohibitions under our rules is if you already know some confidential, confidential information from one of the parties, you cannot act as a dual agent. Uh, so if you are representing a seller and the seller has already given you some confidential information, you cannot then go and, find, and have a buyer agent and represent that buyer because now you know that confidential information. However, the firm could act as a dual agent. Um, the commission's uh, view has always been that the firm owns the listing, okay, or the buyer agency contract. Although an individual broker signs a buyer agency agreement or a listing agreement, the firm owns that. Buyer, rep, uh, agents can't take that from firm to firm if they move or they transfer. That is owned by the firm. So the firm could do what's called designated agency. Uh, for designated agency, the firm will say Caldwell Banker, for example. If they, had, if they acted as a dual agent, they could also provide designated agency and have one broker deal ex exclusively for the buyer and another broker in the firm deal exclusively for the seller. That's designated agency. This also still needs to be authorized, and you'll see that on the standard form that the realtors use for the listing agreement where the seller can check if they want a dual agency, number one, and if they also authorize designated agency. So that's, that's also a good way to make sure that the firm acting as a dual agent has fair representation for both the buyer and the seller. Uh, again, one of the prohibitions there is a broker in charge could not be on one end, for example, representing the seller, and a provisional broker who they supervise could not be on the other end because they have to supervise them. So there's, you know, there's not that Chinese wall, so to speak, of information as there would be with two full brokers representing both sides. What is important to know, though, here is pretty much an education for your clients. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, number one, you can head off a lot of complaints that our office get 
that our office gets if you talk to your clients and explain to them what is going on. Sometimes I know you need to spoon feed this information to them, but it's better to over-inform than to not inform at all. Um, some clients may sign that listing agreement saying that they want designated agency only. But really, if you look at the form, all it does is it says it authorizes dual agency. We've had some issues uh, with some cases where buyers or sellers believed they were requiring a broker and that firm to do designated agency. And then ultimately they found out later on that an individual broker was representing both sides and it was not designated agency. So you, again, you need to explain this. And if your client is telling you, I do not want one broker to represent me and the other side, that's designated agency. And you need to make sure that you are following through that request. Um, so again, it's that explanation, that talking with those clients to make sure you're doing everything right and that they are informed of what they are doing. For the rest of Fred's presentation, and to get access to exclusive NC Realtors content, join the NC Realtors Mobile Mondays Facebook group. Welcome to Redefined, our NC Realtors podcast. Uh, this is the segment where we get to talk about books that have influenced our professional lives in a positive way. So everybody, I have Mark Saunders here uh, in the recording room at NC Realtors. And today we're gonna talk about a book that has influenced his life professionally for the good. Uh, and so we're gonna get to that in a minute. But first I wanna introduce Mark. He is the founder and owner, uh, CEO, of Saunders Realty, and that's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But he goes all over also teaching, um, at, because he's the CEO and founder also, of the Real Estate Brokers Academy, where he teaches technology to brokers. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me here, Nicole. Now, this book that we're going to discuss now is called The Thank You Economy. The Thank You Economy, and it's by Gary Vaynerchuk. So I'm actually going to spell that because they're listening, you know, at home. And so uh, Vaynerchuk is V-A-Y-N-E-R-C-H-U-K. It actually is spelled exactly the way it sounds. Gary Vaynerchuk. My library spelled it incorrectly, and it took a little while to find it, but I did find it, so that was cool. And he goes by Gary V most Gary of the v. time. So, I think, I think that was so good, here on it, we can just decision. say Gary V. People <laughs> probably murder his name all the time, right? Um, but he he is an interesting writer, and he he's very... Um, He's very kind of right off the cuff, you know, comes at you and, and just kind of gives you his opinion on things and then backs things up. And actually, one of the things that's interesting about this book is he keeps giving me um, things that I, I took for granted. I took at face value. Then I looked in the back of the book and there are all of these footnotes. So he comes across as very informal, just like talking to a friend, you know, and, which makes it a fun read, an easy read. You know, you, you go through it really quickly and you don't realize it's chock full of things that he's actually researched very deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, it was, he, he's a little bit deceiving, in other words, not in a bad way, in a, in a good way, um, in how he comes across. But let's, let's get to him in a minute. Let's talk first about why you chose this book. Why do you thought this book had a positive inf influence on your business life? Yeah, sure. So this book came out around 2011. 
So it's been out a while now, and especially uh, Gary Vee talks a lot about technology. He's an early adopter. He'll tell you that. So he's one of the first ones on Twitter. He was probably one of the first ones investing in Instagram and programs like that. So the components of it being a technology kind of aspect of it, it's a little bit of date to it, but the, the concepts are spot on. And our economy has gone through a major change, and it's changing all the time now. Uh, especially in our industry in real estate, it's going through massive changes right now. And what stuck out about that book to me is how his whole concept of that book is how we've gone through a change, especially with big companies that push their message, especially in the 80s and 90s, push their message on the consumers. There was really no dialogue, no communication back and forth. And, and what he relates it to, if you think back in the 30s and 40s in small town America, you had family-owned small businesses, you had a, a butcher in a town, let's say for example, and if he sold bad meat, it didn't take long uh, for the word to get around. I'm from a very small town in North Carolina called Franklinville, and I always laugh and say, don't mess up on Saturday because everybody knows it's Sunday morning. So his whole concept is back then, you, word of mouth would spread so quick. And then in the 80s and 90s, when we started going more global, companies really cut back on their customer service side Absolutely. of everything. But the internet and special social media changed that completely right. to where now we got to have more of a communication, more more one-on-one -on -one interaction from the brands and the companies with the consumers. And you're seeing that especially nowadays with videos and the super consumers that we talk about in technology classes and reviews online. 94% of people will, will purchase based off reviews online. And, and you see it just completely changed how our economy's been running. It, it is. It's a very different landscape and something that you and I have both lived through. And of course, now young people today, I know they don't have necessarily that experience from the past that we do, but he does, you know, and you, you can read about it here. My daughter's going to read this book. She's already tried to steal it, but I had to read it first. So I told her, you can get it right after I have it, okay? Uh, but And I'm thankful that she's interested in it because she doesn't necessarily remember, she's not going to remember at all, globalization and how we, we became a faceless, nameless, or non-existent customer service society. And then now she lives in the social media age. She lives in the information age, of course. And so she, she knows that when one tweet, you know, one, one bad social media interaction can turn into uh, a stock change, a stock price change for an airline. You know, Absolutely. a story goes viral about somebody got kicked off. They shouldn't have gotten kicked off. Next thing you know, and you, you hear it over and over again, it could be repeated you know, several times over the internet and end up on your mom's Facebook page, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's funny how fast, uh, especially bad news, travels today. And for our members who are salespeople at heart, they cannot afford to have that experience happen to them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it, I, I really appreciated how he, he brought that home. He, he goes back and he talks about his dad. I want to say his dad had a liquor store. Yeah, a wine store. A yeah, wine, wine store, liquor yes. store, yes. And then he had, uh, he, was, he was a kind of a pioneer of the internet. He had winelibrary.com. Yep. And one of the things that, that Gary talked about was, and this kind of just, tell, I know you said social media has changed since 2011 for sure, mm -hmm. but he, he started off on Twitter, or he, he, did, he talked about an interaction that he had with Twitter. So early on when he had his on, online store, he looked for folks asking questions about wine on Twitter. And he would reply to them. He didn't give them a hard sell. He didn't say, and I'm Gary, and this is my website, and go here. He just answered their questions. So of course, now in his profile on Twitter, you know, you can see all about what he had going on back then. Um, and I think he's a serial entrepreneur, so it was back then. But um, he went and he tried to provide value first before he ever did the hard sale. Did you catch that? Did, was Absolutely. that something that you Absolutely. felt was relevant? 
Yeah, he did that right at the beginning. He would he would search through and ask, uh, find out questions. Um, I've done this personally in my real estate career, and it has worked great. Um, one of the very first videos I put out on YouTube back in I think 2012 was how to winterize your house because as a property manager, that was a question that I was getting all the time. Sure. And that video, when I finally took it down, had somewhere around 55,000 views. Wow. Um, Google was sending me ad revenue off of it every six months. And all I was doing, I didn't even yeah. sell any services, yeah. but just answer the question. So I made a video and showed people basically how to winterize their house, the yeah. exact same concept here. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you provide value and just answer questions, and that's the thing, as a realtor, we get asked questions and a lot of the same Absolutely. questions. What's due yeah. diligence fee? What's earnest yeah. money? What's How rate on? How does this crazy thing work? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if, if you can right. be the source of information mm -hmm. and, and just be yourself, be authentic, that's sure. the main thing, and not yeah. try to sell, people will want to do business with you. Because like he says, the tools may change, the technology may change. Absolutely. Human nature won't. Yeah. And, and if you're providing value and, and, and just being there for somebody, chances are they're going to want to do business with you. No, I, th I think that message is absolutely relevant to our members because they are authentic. Our, our members are people people. They are. They, they're very good at interacting with folks. That's where they shine and just showing that you care and all that. It's counterintuitive from a business standpoint, right? You're not, you're not asking. You're not closing the deal. You're not always be closing. You're not doing that. But, but you still are. You're, you're building on to something. It just takes time and patience. Tell us a little bit about Gary. What, what did you get from him? Did you get a sense of who he was in this book? Or? You do get a sense of who Gary is. And, and if you've watched any of his videos online, Gary is Gary. I mean, that's all you can say. And, and, and sometimes he, he's passionate about what he talks about. Sometimes he cusses way too much on some Gary of the videos. Gets, right. But he says that's him, and and so just heads up if you look up some of his video that's yes. out there. But he puts out a ton of content, and and his whole thing is is you put it out there, not expecting anything in return, and and that's where the whole uh, authentic part comes through, and and how he relates to a lot of people and everything, and that's why I think one reason he's been so successful. Uh, to, to grow his businesses the way he has, because I think he, I forget the exact numbers, but he quadrupled the sales mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for his, his father's, his family's right. business he just talks by about that a answering lot. questions. Yeah, he, he, so even as a child, he was growing up in a business with a, with a father who was self-employed, mm -hmm. and he talks about things that his father did, that he did, that he watched happen, so he had those life lessons at a young age, and he's brought those with him all along the way, even though that was a really different economy back in the day. You know, all of those life lessons has transferred. Another thing about Gary is I believe he's a second-generation American, so um, he, I think he brings a, a cultural perspective to things. He picks up on things that I necessarily wouldn't have picked up on because he's looking at it through a slightly different lens, and that, that kind of gets away from groupthink, and it helps us kind of break up you know, the normal things that we do. He shines spotlights on things that are, that are very helpful, and he does it in a really informal and conversational way. You just feel like you're floating right into, you don't even realize where the ideas stop. They just float together. You know, it all seems logical. To and me. and the thing with him, I mean, he he, he hustles. He works. I mean, he, he's got a, a really strong work ethic. And I know when the Thank You Economy came out, like I said, this was back in 2011 or 12, and he'll tell you if you read uh, kind of the reviews on the book, he, he blocked off time to respond to every single review on wow. Amazon and in Twitter. And he said he responded to every single negative review and positive review. So wow. thinking of someone that's wanting to grow his business and everything, that can be hard with time management and everything. But he said he learned more from the negative reviews, and he took that information to make his next book uh, even better. So he does have a, 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 a series of books out on this. 
but to take the time to be the owner of your own company and everything to actually be the one that's responding to both good and bad reviews kind of shows he it takes this to the next level. He could have hired that out. He, he could have hired, you know, a young intern and said, hey, let's, uh, you know, but he didn't do that. And no. that's really, he kept it authentic, right? He kept Absolutely. it in his voice. So we talked a little bit about different parts of the book and things that he brought forward. Was there any part that we haven't talked about that really resonated with you that you remember that you, you has gone with you through the years? Yeah, it's just looking for the, you don't have to look very hard to be able to think people or, or go out of your way to provide excellent customer service. And sometimes it's the small things. Yeah. He says in one of his videos that early on at Wine Library at a store that part of their marketing was they would just randomly call, they would call people that made a purchase. Not to upsell them or anything, just to say, hey, this is Gary, I just want to thank you for being our customer. And he said he got around 7% of his, his customers calling him back because mm -hmm. They thought they were waiting for the upsell, but he yeah. wasn't doing that. He was just calling them to say thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of small things that you can look in your business to grow off this. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, what we do, some of the things that we do, we, we do property management. So yeah. before a tenant moves in, we, we just give them a thank you packet. We put right. them in the house and have it waiting for them. Yeah. So when they move in, because moving stressful enough, here's a small yeah. laundry basket with some snacks and some water and a, and a handwritten note saying, hey, thanks. Thanks for renting from us. You could have yeah. rented from anybody. Thanks. Well, I'm thankful, Mark, for you because you not only help folks with things like this and, and, and let us get in your brain space for a little while to think about these things that can help our business, but you also teach this um, on a daily basis through your Real Estate Academy. So thank you so much for being um, a guest here today. I'm so glad that you came. I hope you get to come in the future. Absolutely. This was great. I'll come anytime. Just let me know. a suggestion for a story or topic that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast? Then give NC Realtors Redefine a call at 336-550-4437. When you're leaving your voicemail, be sure to tell us your name and where you're from. Your comments may be used on a future episode of NC Realtors Redefine. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefined by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud.